Black Chicks Bible Study, where we are reclaiming the Bible one book at a time. We're on episode 33 of, um... Who knows? We're but it's episode... probably our last, because the world is in No! Don't say that! Um, we didn't even make it to Revelation. Did we cause this with our Apparently, underground podcast? To, yeah, they won't let us finish. Shatter- I know! That's the thing! They've been against us since day mm-hmm. one. We tried to get to the final book of the Bible, and here we are, halfway through, and they knew to stop us at exactly halfway not gonna happen. Um, we're not. Gonna uh, we're not stopping. <laughs> and we're on the book of Micah. Which shout Micah. out to my cousin Micah. Not sure if you're I listening anymore. I know Micah too. You do? Yeah. We Micah. don't learn much about this Micah. They don't really go much into his, you know, story. Again, just a prophet. Another prophet. Micah of Morsheth in the days of kings Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah of Judah. And we're talking about a vision that he got, a word that he got from God concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. So here you hear you. And we'll just see, you know, is there anything new in here? Is there mm, not so we'll much? We'll see. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> so. Well, do out now. Not, not to me anyway. Chapter one. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's a guy who has a message and it just starts with talking about judgment against yeah. Samaria. I do like the the hear you part. He's like, here, you people of all of you, listen, Earth, and all who live in it. I just like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a very formal greeting that I don't know that we've gotten before, where it's like, listen, you know, I just imagine it in a movie, like, hear you, hear you, you yeah. know, like when you see the little trumpet boy going up, trying to send a message, and they're like, listen, great people of Judah. Yeah. So a lot of the same thing that we've gotten about how God is going to bring destruction yeah he's gonna come down and tread upon the high places of the earth and so micah is one of those prophets who likes to lament so he's saying i will lament and wail i will go barefoot and naked oh yeah <laughs> i will make lamentation like the jackals and mourning like the ostriches are ostriches like known to mourn i've never heard an ostrich what sound does an ostrich make if anyone can email us what sound does an ostrich make i would like to know because i've never heard an ostrich sound I liked verse 12. For the inhabitants of Meroth wait anxiously for good, yet disaster has come down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. Another kind of fake out of like, not fake out, but it's just another taunt almost. Like we've been hearing these like, wait anxiously for good. Like you think one thing is coming and then you're going to get Yeah, you rest your hand on the thing and that snake's (laughs) going to come bite you. You're not going to see it coming. (laughs) There's a lot of that, I will say, in this book of like, Just God making clear, yeah, I'm bringing this evil. And then verse 16, he's telling people, make yourselves bald and cut off your hair for your pampered children. Make yourselves as bald as the eagle, for they have gone from you into exile. He loves his animal analogies, like the eagle. We've already heard about three animals. I thought it was interesting that like shaving your head and being bald is kind of like, symbolic in this sense to like mourning so yeah just wonder if that was like a cultural thing and i guess yeah like because think about orthodox jews who like wear the long yeah, hair like it's a thing that's true don't cut your and then people believe their strength in hair mm-hmm. that's why i'm getting locks oh yeah. your locks look so cute too Thanks. um what about chapter two chapter two mine says um social evils denounced which we should be used to by now all of the social funny. injustices I says human plans and God's plans because we know they're not the same They're in opposition. I can speak to that. <laughs> What's that thing they say? If you want to hear man. God laugh, tell them your plans. Yep, man plans, God yep. laughs. 
I highlighted the first verse, you know, mm. woe to those who plan iniquity, to those who plot evil on their beds. At morning's light, they carry it out, and because it is in their power to do it, they covet fields and seize them, and houses and take them. They defraud people of their homes, they rob them of their inheritance. I always like when, you know, God's yeah. giving specific examples of bad things. I And this part, I like because it's also like that, like, knowingly plotting part, mm-hmm. too. You're not even like a oh, like I woke up and it just happened, you know, it's like you plotted and you carried out this plan. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on my bed or in my bed, especially if I'm like falling asleep or something, I'm thinking like dreamy stuff. Yeah, concocting evil evil plans. You're like at 10 (laughs) o'clock. My neighbor is usually outside, I'm going to throw. Actually, there is a neighbor that I want to destroy. But um, I'm not thinking about him unless he's making noise. But no, I do think like dreamy nice nice things things so yeah. when you think about people who are like plotting evil on their bed yeah, like you're like this is the like, really you took that to your bed <laughs> <laughs> plotting like, to do things in the morning to specifically rob people of their inheritance right, i'm thinking about food yeah food and, scrolling yeah. through food pictures what i'm gonna watch next yeah. <laughs> verse three therefore thus says the lord now i am devising against this family an evil from which you cannot remove your necks and you shall not walk haughtily, for it will be an evil time. Another instance of God saying, I'm bringing this evil. You're going to learn. I like Micah so far of like just hammering in why he's doing it. I like verse 11. He says, if a liar and deceiver comes and says, I will prophesy for you plenty of wine and beer, that would be just the prophet for these people. (laughs) I mean, that would also be the prophet for me, let me just say. If someone said, hey, I see lots of wine and beer in your future, I would also like them to be like, oh, great prophet. So he's but, basically saying, like, if somebody were to tell you what you want to hear, that would be That's the here. prophet for you. Yeah, you want to hear you just, like, things. empty false. Mine says, if you were to go around uttering empty falsehoods, saying, I will preach to you of wine and strong drink, <laughs> such a one would be the preacher for this people. Yeah, beer is different from strong drink. Yeah, That's I was going to say, they're, like, complete opposites <laughs> in the spectrum, actually. But, yeah, God's like, no, it's, like, destruction. Like, anyone who's telling you differently is clearly false. <laughs> yeah. So the people, I guess, are telling Micah, do not preach these things. Like, he's preaching doom and gloom. And I think... We don't want to hear it. Yeah, we don't usually hear the people talking back of, like, we don't want to hear this. Keep that to yourself. Like, what we don't know can't hurt us. Like, don't tell us to come. But they're telling him, do not preach. Right. One should not preach of such things. Disgrace will not overtake us. Famous last word. Mm -hmm. And then verse 7. Should this be said, O house of Jacob, is the Lord's patience exhausted? Are these his doings? Do not my word do good to one who walks uprightly? But you rise up against my people as an enemy. You strip the robe from the peaceful, from those who pass by trustingly with no thought of war. I like that because just thinking of like, just people who are keeping to themselves and being peaceful and just living their lives. And then anyone who would disrupt that and go looking for a fight. Still looking for war. We don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, like stripping the rope from the peaceful. um, From those who pass by trustingly. I liked that. Like they're trying to keep this social order of like, you know, don't pick fights. Don't start wars. You're going to get what is coming to you. Right. And then the last verse in this chapter says, the one who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. And mine has the one is all capitalized. So I'm like, is this Neo who is yeah. the one that we are talking about in this Ooh. passage? Are we getting Jesus? I'm calling it. I don't know. I don't care if the timing doesn't line up. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, apparently the one is coming. 
one is coming. We'll keep an eye out. <laughs> Chapter three, Wicked Rulers and Prophets. Mm. Sounds like he's calling out cannibals in this chapter. He's like, in verse two, you yeah. who hate good and love evil, who tear the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, who eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin and break their bones in pieces, who chop them up like meat for the pan, like flesh for the pot. Yep. Ooh, brutal. I highly want to live there. So I, I wouldn't want to live in that time. Like, what's is, happening? Is he speaking metaphorically or is this literal? It has to be literal. I think he's talking for sure. Yeah, they were chopping people up. <laughs> they're and, definitely doing this yeah. and they're eating children Gross. and all manner of things. Ew, I know. Imagine like ooh, skinning a person and yeah. then chopping them up. And on top of that, not only did you like skin them, but you also had to break their bones too. You're like, destroy yep. every last. Hey, whatever you gotta do. They're very bloodthirsty. Kind of hard to think about, but Again, mm-hmm. power to these people for living through it for 900 years, I guess. I wonder how how old they're supposed to, like, what is their right. mortality? Probably they know. died at, what, 30, 40 years old? I don't know. Realistically. Pro- whatever. <laughs> it probably felt like 9,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Dang, I've been alive for, for 900 so years. Life so sucks. hard. It is a very hyperbolic book. I think we can agree. This Bible. <laughs> I had verse 11 mm-hmm. highlighted. It says, her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. And I like the idea that like he's saying basically like these people, like because he calls out the judges, the priests, and prophets who are you know supposed to be like highly respected people mm-hmm. in a society. And it's like these people are only doing their service for what they can get out of it. Mm. And it shouldn't be like that. And so, like, God is upset with that. And we know not much has changed these days. But, like, I just like the idea that, like, the people who are kind of supposed to be in these, you know, positions. Trusted positions, too. shouldn't be, you know, taking bribes or just getting what they can get out of the situation. They're really there for the good of the society as a whole, not about themselves. Right. That's true. That's the whole point of all this spirituality stuff too, is like trying to put the whole, the collective before your yourself. Yes. Having something higher than yourself. Right. So those people who are hired to do that, (laughs) that that should be their mission. I also Um, liked it because it's like, you think about like, even sometimes people who are like maybe mediums or psychics and like, if they really wanted to help people, do you need to charge them? You no, know, that, like you I feel service. the same way. Like, yeah. if you really wanted to help people, or you have a gift, you have a gift. Like, that's just a thing. Like, why would you be charging people yeah. for it? Like, it's very, like, inappropriate. And there's one chick that I met in Hollywood one time. We're waiting in line somewhere, and she was, like, had her tarot cards, and mm-hmm. she was, like, offering to read everyone. Uh-huh. And people were like, oh, do you do this? Like, do you charge people? And she was like, I would never charge for this. Anyone who charges it's for this not is a like fraud. A yeah. yeah, this is a gift to give people. Like, right. It's not right to charge. And I was like, wow, great, respect. Like, I've never really heard yeah. someone have such a strong opinion about it. Right, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that shit. Yep. There's a theory of altruism that it is not possible to be altruistic, no matter what you're doing, even if you're a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. The idea is, like, if you're doing a good deed for someone else, the, even the feeling you're of goodness, getting you're getting something yeah. out of it. But I guess we can rank, you know, yeah, it isn't true. bad to feel good about right. helping, but it is yeah. bad to take a bribe, for example. Right. Like either way, you're, you know, it's 
debatable whether altruism is a real thing. Although I will say some people will hop in front of a bus to save a stranger. Some right. people will like kill themselves that's to like true. save someone. So that's pretty altruistic. <laughs> Unless they just want to be written about in the paper. But I guess to me it's like still a good thing. Like to me that would be a good thing because I feel like people should feel good about doing good yes. things. You know, yeah. like that's not it's a, an incentive. Yeah, that's not a bad thing you're not only doing it because you feel good but it's also just like I don't know to me that's more of a like I would rather do something because I feel good about doing it than yeah just being an asshole like Mm -hmm. chapter four mine is headed peace and security through obedience which sounds like (laughs) sounds like an Orwellian headline or something (laughs) peace through obedience Mine says the mountain of the Lord, so it's very what? different. Yeah. Yeah. What? Who are these authors, by the way, who make the headings in different translations yeah. of the Bible? They just go willy nilly and say whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Mountain of the Lord and obedience through, or what is it? Uh, peace and security peace through, through obedience. Yes. Very okay. different. Very yeah. different. Um, I want that job. Just sum up the Bible. Any? I guess that's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is why the world's ending right now because we're not supposed to be doing. We're this. taking liberties with the material. <laughs> um chapter four i highlighted verses one and two um in the days to come the mountain of the lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised up above the hills people shall stream to it is this the mountain by the way that has wine flowing from it they're swimming upstream (laughs) yeah they're streaming to it i wonder why and many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that way we may walk in his path. So I like this too, because it was another example of like evangelism, which we know now that they did, which is spread this religion to other people, other tribes. So this is just a reminder that spread the message and everybody will come toward our temple and our God. I actually highlighted the first act of that because it's, um this idea that like god's gonna kind of be like judge and jury it says he will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks nation will not take up sword against nation nor will they train war anymore Mm. everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree and no one will make them afraid for the lord almighty has spoken it sounds like they're finally tired of war they're like look we can settle this with words we don't need to keep killing god's gonna <laughs> settle this all. yeah like god's gonna be the like jury behind this we don't need to like Let fight to the God. death mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like they're looking for more peace so kind of like always that. a good thing yeah um and then the next heading in chapter four for me is restoration promise after exile mine is the lord's plan <laughs> drake wrote this <laughs> Did you hate that God's plan video as much as I did? Oh, is that the money one? Yeah. Finding out money. It was just like ugh. I don't not like that he did it, but yeah. like the fact that he did it, it and already went it, it already went viral. So he already got like people were posting about it. Imagine if Drake bought your groceries. Obviously yeah, people were like, like oh, posting yeah, about nice, it. Yeah. But then that ended up being his video. I was like, We've already seen this dude. Can now you, you're reminding you us of yeah. like what a great deed you did. Like good for you. Make also, a real video. The creativity behind <laughs> yeah. that. We've seen it. I gave a guy two dollars the other day. Did I make a music video about it? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wanted to. I asked him if he I could made and he it said and no. He, said he made it. <laughs> he made his day all day he was playing that video back. God's plan. Yep. Always promising to restore the remnant and the revenant and whatever. 
the seed of the people. The only thing I highlighted in chapter four after that intro was verse 10. Rise and groan, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in labor. <laughs> Which goes to show you how much God hated, you know, that women deceived him in the beginning. Because it's supposed to be painful. Yeah, totally our fault. Totally we our just fault. walked right into that. It was like, no childbirth is supposed to be pa- Like, it's such painful, like. People do. I talk- love that comparison though, because it is. That's it's a painful writhing and groaning. Yeah. People talk about the human body and how unfit it kind of is for labor, like how mm. narrow the hips are compared to the, the birth canal and the head of the baby. And it's yeah, not ergonomically, yeah, it's not correct. At all. <laughs> but we've been making it work because women are goddesses. That's what we do. That's what, That's we, what do. we do. He also says a little further down in that same verse, like you will go to Babylon, there you will be rescued. Mm. So interesting that like Babylon was like the city that was destroyed, but then they need to go back there in order to be rescued. Well, they ended up turning around a little bit and helping and housing some of the exiles and some good things happened in Babylon. I'm vaguely remembering. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's been kind of incorporated a little bit into the, uh, the redemption plan, I guess. Chapter five. Oh, I highlighted verse two. It says, you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. That sounds like Jesus to me. But I like that, though, that he's like out of like something small. You know, like you're like the least likely, probably, you know, or the least the underdog tribe power that's here. Yeah. Yeah. But, but out of you, something great is going to come and rule over Israel. He says. I have verse seven. They talk about the future role of the remnant. Then the remnant of Jacob, surrounded by many peoples, shall be like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which do not depend upon people or wait for any mortal. I just like the way that was worded. Mm. Like, just the reminder of humans having no control over nature. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're going to be showered upon and protected by something bigger than, like, humans can prevent or cause, I guess. A.K.A. the Lord. Nature. The mysterious thing that they're calling God. Chapter 6. Mine says the Lord's case against Israel. Mine says God challenges Israel. A little oh, kind of similar, though. Yeah. Felt like God was just, again, Repeating what he always himself. does. What he always says, <laughs> remember what I did for you people. Remember Egypt. Remember this. Like It's like going back, like, don't forget about how I led you out of all those battles. Don't forget who took you out of here, who delivered you from this. I will say I kind of admire that he's always, like, reminding people. They do seem to easily forget. Well, they're not That's forgetting because they're writing about it and talking about it. But there's this idea carried on of, like, don't forget what you came from. Yeah, don't, don't forget. Don't get too, too settled. It might have been two years And I did it. It's like <laughs> stating your own credits or resume or whatever. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. forget who I am. What I, you're you know. living this good life because of me. Mm-hmm. You know? My next section in chapter six is called What God Requires. And I really liked this. Like, Mine the whole thing. was called Israel's Guilt and Punishment. Mm. But I have a feeling that ours are broken up differently. because Maybe. Is verse seven in your first heading? No, verse six. Again, so see. whoever did this just took creative liberties. See, yeah, because mine is <laughs> verse seven and it sounds like the things that God would I started. That's why I was like, oh. Yours had the right idea because I started Mm -hmm. highlighting at verse seven. I only Mm -hmm. did seven and eight, which um, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my (laughs) transgression? Try it. (laughs) Probably. Um, (laughs) Should I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Your body. 
Has he told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? So just three things. Doable. So doable. Just three those, those three things. I do them every day. Yeah. Just um, do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Yeah. Why not? I feel like we've heard this, you know, again, God keeps telling them he doesn't want their stupid gifts. Yeah. Sacrificing and giving it's, me burnt offerings and this other dumb stuff that didn't even come from me. It's like, less and less it. about the gestures and the overtures and more and more about the heart and how they're walking around treating each other. Mm-hmm. But that could only happen because the, I guess they set that foundation of enough rules for them to live through the turmoil they've been through. And now they are supposed to be living peaceably. Mm-hmm. Again, verses 11 and 12, our favorite um, yes. subject. Can I tolerate wicked scales and a, scales. <laughs> and a bag <laughs> and a bag of dishonest weights? Your wealthy are full of violence. Your inhabitants speak lies with tongues of deceit in their mouths. He's talking about America? And every civilization mm-hmm. ever almost. Every male-led civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea, again, those wicked scales, they must have been using scales left and right every day. Everything they bartered and traded mm-hmm. and sold, they weighed out. and They had to really trust each not other. Just. Not just. Um, they didn't have the Better Business Bureau over their shoulders. They had to kind <laughs> of please each other. And then verse 14, you shall eat but not be satisfied, and there shall be a gnawing hunger within you. You shall put away but not save, and what you save I will hand over to the sword. And the next part too, you will plant but not harvest, you will press olives but not use the oil, crush grapes but not drink the wine. Sounds like torture because it's like, (laughs) that's how you feel, you do everything right but you get nothing, right? Isn't that torture? He's like, you're going to do all this. Yeah, that is torture. When you do what you're supposed to do but you don't get any, nothing fruitful comes from it, you're like. Yeah, (laughs) it would be better to just like indulge in sin Mm -hmm. because at least you would get a return on that in pleasure. That's true. In decadence. And if you're stealing from people or doing terrible things for money, like, so I would say err on the side of caution and um, don't save anything and don't. Oh, yes. (laughs) Don't Don't plant anything. Um, Don't eat. (laughs) You're going to be hungry anyway. Something about that you shall eat but not be satisfied, and there shall be a gnawing hunger within you. I hate that. Sounded like the polar opposite, too, of stuff we'll read in the New Testament of like, you shall walk and not get weary. You shall run and not faint. Like, there were songs about that of like the power of God that would compel you to like never get tired and never get, yeah, (laughs) it's like the limitless drug. But now this is like the inversion of that, which is kind of cool to think about. But don't you hate that when you've been craving something and get it? It's so disappointing and so dissatisfied. That's the worst. Yes. I won't say the worst feeling. I haven't had a baby yet, but it's pretty (laughs) damn bad. I hate it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't happen a lot to me because I have low expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Try to keep them real low. Chapter 7? Chapter 7. The total corruption of the people? Mine says Israel's misery. I highlighted verse 3 in this chapter. It says, both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful dictate what they desire, and they conspire together. I don't know why, for some reason, the both hands are skilled in doing evil. Too. Not just one. Yeah, not just, like, you're all of that. Like, you don't even have, like, you're not even trying to be good or yeah. half-faking it. Like, you're just bad. Yeah. Both hands are skilled. Skilled, yeah. They're, they're not they're amateur. skilled in something. Yeah. Not amateur. I had verse 9, 
I must bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he takes my side and executes judgment for me. So I guess Micah is talking here. So before that, in verse 8, do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. So it's another like ending on hope of like, you know, I'm going to fall because of what I've done. But at the same time, like, don't just delight over that because I'm going to rise again. Or until I like the thing about until he tastes my side too. like fortune can turn to your favor. If you if you plant the right seeds, like. I like can that turn too. back around on you. It's kind of like my Angela. Still, I rise. Oh yeah. You know? And the idea of waiting for judgment to be executed on your behalf is, I would think, a good thought to have while you're going through the worst of life. Is okay. It's gonna all be made right. God will execute judgment mm-hmm. if I just wait for Him to change His mind and not be mad anymore. Before what you just read, I just highlighted stuff about. You know, he's talking about times of confusion where no one's going to know who to trust. Like, yep. you can't even trust your neighbor. A son dishonors his father. Daughter rises up against her mother. It's just like, I like the idea that, like, they label that confusion. Because, like, oh. you know, family, you're not supposed, you should you're be not able to, to, yeah, you should be from. able to, you know, trust your daughter. You're, you should be obedient to, you know, your sister. Yep. You should be able to count on them. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting that, like, yeah, they're like. There's going to be confusion. That really used to upset me when I was a Christian is the idea of like Jesus, he's come to set father against son. And like those verses about Mm -hmm. families being broken up because one will be, one will be following Jesus and the rest won't believe. So it was saying like, Jesus isn't even going to split up your family. Mm -hmm. So you better like get on the right side. Like I always had a hard time with that of like, why is this a good thing that they're calling out? Shouldn't (laughs) it kind of paint it in a bad way? Like, unfortunately, you might can't talk to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good thing. You don't want to hate your family. Like it's not even framed in a nice way. So I always like struggled with that, but I get the, um, when I think about it, uh, I do think now that if there's an ideal or something spiritual that you believe in and there are people around you who decry it or denounce it, like you have to choose that thing above anyone, even if it is your family. Right. Like now as an adult, I'm like, your family might be toxic. They might be, right. you know, there are good reasons to maybe detach or draw a line. Like yeah. if you are like, I'm a peace loving person and I love love and they're like, no, we are, we belong to the KKK in this family. Yeah, like, those brownies. <laughs> yeah. There has to be something higher than right. our egos to like. But that's my daddy. Believe in. <laughs> that's just happy. And then I liked verse 18 too, talking about God. Who is a God like you pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of your possession? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in showing clemency. Uh, Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he delights in destruction as well. Yes, he delights mm-hmm. in doing the harm and then relieving mm-hmm. it. But there was that clemency thing in Jonah of like, I saved That's these true. people, and Jonah, you know, did not like that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> God was like, why would you begrudge me the right to like, I'm having fun saving these people, th- making them think they were going to die for a couple days, and then now I saved them. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Yeah. Um, but that was how the book ended, the book of Micah, because we always have to end on that, that reminder. What if you're the one prophet who doesn't include that at the end? God's going to be nice <laughs> at some point, or he's not yeah. going to be angry forever. <laughs> Maybe we have come across that, and I can't remember. Remember, but know. it just seems oh, yeah. like a lot of them had that little gleam of hope in there. And a seed will be planted and you will come back to life. Yes. <laughs> we'll leave two people alive and they will repopulate the <laughs> Do earth. Do you want to be one of the two? <laughs> <laughs> We're the runners up.
What did you think of the book overall? A lot more of the same? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because we've already read a lot of the, you know, other prophets already. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed really just nothing new or original. original. So, I mean, I didn't care for it that much. It was just like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. We get it. I expected more because my is such a, you know, I feel like popular biblical name. Yeah, like, why do people name their kids like that? Yeah, they do shit. What are they getting from this? I don't know. Yeah, I was just like, my kids like not all that. Jazz. <laughs> what about you? What I, you think? I I kind of felt the same way. I did like the way he framed certain things. I guess with mm. what we already talked about. I guess, but in the bringing up of the weights and the scales again, like some stuff I'll never tire of hearing about. Right. Um. And I loved that bit about like, what am I asking of you but to be kind and do this and like, it's right. not this repetition of a long list of statutes. That would make it make complicated. Make this three feet by four feet. Yeah. Hang <laughs> two. It's like, don't start wars with peaceful people. Like, don't, you know, don't mess with my people. Just be Just decent. Be a decent human being. Um, what about a takeaway? Did you get anything? Yeah. And reminder about humility. My third episode in a row, trying to hammer that in about the, you know, justice, love, humility. Do you have anything? I don't know. I'm still thinking. Maybe what we ended on kind of just that, like, idea that the verse eight you know where it says do not gloat over me my enemy though i have fallen i will rise though i sit in darkness the lord will be my light mm. i guess maybe just with everything going on in the world in general in my personal life i'm just in that phase where i guess i'm gonna try to keep hope alive so <laughs> yeah keep the I, faith yeah so maybe just <laughs> trying to carry that energy that like yeah shit really fucking sucks right now but it's sucked in the past and guess mm-hmm. what you survived Got through it so and you're growing again. along the way looking fit healthy you know, I, I so. mean you know doing your yoga doing your stuff well i moving, haven't moving up it. in life because everything yeah but you're in the now. you're in the midst that's not your fault but you know you're always growing along the way yeah. even though the struggles will never home. stop coming They'll no they won't <laughs> that they won't i never have <laughs> but yeah i just i guess it's just annoying because it's i hate being unsettled so it's yes. just really annoying to be in that sense you know that feel like nothing really is settled and i and you know maybe i'm being dramatic not every single little aspect of my life is complete chaos right it just also feels like everything is complete chaos i'm like okay at least let me move at least i'll have a you know settled mm. in my home and i'll have his environment super big to me so i hate just being in spaces that make me crazy so yeah which is a situation <laughs> i've been in for a while and looking back on it i'm like what the hell have i been putting up with and why <laughs> A lot of it is just my own doing, but it's like sometimes yeah. you don't know until you look back of or like this get environment. Out. <laughs> yeah, you're just like this setting and environment has not been good at all. Yeah. It's just really hard to see when you're in something because yeah. it can change your makeup so much mm-hmm. without you knowing. Just like physiologically, your reactions and your stress day right. to day. So if you're someone like you who was into aesthetics mm-hmm. and peace and things that like make a home feel like a home and you're a natural homemaker that's a good trait because you're looking ahead to how you want to feel in that space you're very much about like having your own space and even though you're going from like a single dwelling to you're going to like a badass apartment with another friend yeah and even then you'll be able to create your own zen retreat yeah i think i'm gonna have to take the the takeaway of like what is God asking of you? Not just the humble part, mm-hmm. but um, to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. I have been feeling like 
my kindness or any measure of it that I have toward anyone is like something that I've developed as a mechanism, but it's not like genuine because I am mm. kind of misanthropic. Mm. And so I think I like to think I'm a kind person to people. I don't feel like I genuinely think or feel that way where I feel compelled. Like my initial reaction to people is almost like a defense. Like I don't want to be too kind because I might involve my heart or be too attached or I don't. Because it'll take a longer commitment. <laughs> yeah. And it takes you having some sort of emotional investment, even if not, you're able to just be kind to people and be loving and look people in the eye and like give, give good vibes. <laughs> That's something that I have to cultivate in an honest way and do it because it's the right thing to do and it makes the world better. And that's my version of walking humbly with your God is having mm-hmm. a bigger thing at right. stake, which is like everything you do should be in service. Not everything, but a lot of what you should, All of you're it. doing should be like, Life you're, is not your you're thinking beyond just your individual aims and your ego. Like you think that. I do like that, <laughs> but it's because I've been raised that way. And because I was raised to have zero self-worth basically, mm-hmm. and only think about God. But now it's like a burden to be that way. Cause I'm like, why do I have to be a good girl? Why do I have to I, I could get be nice too. to yeah, people? I could I be a yeah, independent like woman out for myself and exploiting Alex, right? people. But I want to discover that kindness in an authentic way and still keep the boundaries and the wickedness right. <laughs> balance, I guess. So I'll guess I'll be meditating on that of like justice, kindness, and even if I can't expect that from everyone, right. put it out and tap into my heart and try to love people. <laughs> Don't you do that already? <laughs> well, see, I mean, yeah, I, I want to do it for the right reasons, yeah. out of my heart. And, and I'm going to, you know, sacrifice some rams for good measure because go. we've gone back and forth on that. I, do, he likes it I think he's over it now, he likes but it. like the next Maybe book, you never 20. know. Maybe just like three. That's more doable for me. Yes. Um, but yeah, in the next book, which will be Nahum. Um, maybe Nahum will have something different Nahum. to say. Never even heard that name before. How I've funny. heard it, but I have no idea anything about it. And it's very short, only three it's chapters. Very short. But yeah, maybe that prophet will say something like, um, God said to sacrifice the animals again. <laughs> so <laughs> just to be safe. Be. Anyway, thank you for listening to this underground illegal podcast, even in the time of coronavirus. Stay yes, safe out there. Stay safe. Really stay safe, even if or you... Or fasting. Yes, fasting. Stay safe. Keep, keep on trucking. Keep the Most faith. Importantly. Most importantly. Most importantly. Keep listening. Come back in two Sabbaths for more Black Chips Bible Studies.